Mana 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 this is social disgusting welcome to social disgusting a podcast where my guests and i discuss our lives amidst the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves i'm brandon aka brandon hope you're well my guest is an actor writer and comedian who just in september released the very funny comedy album in nature opposite sean collin as part of the comedy duo chris and sean are tony and keith and has the delightful and very calming podcast happy good with chris Locke, which is out every monday please welcome Big mystery, Chris Locke. Welcome. All right. Thanks for having me. Nice intro. Lovely. Really good. Thank you. Got to honor the podcast because that podcast is, I imagine just as somebody doing it has Mm -hmm. probably helped you a lot, but it certainly helped me because that music is so calming and just that stream of consciousness nature of it. It's really nice. Thanks. I'm so glad you checked it out. Yeah, I feel like the podcast would be successful if it was even just Drew's music. The, the music that plays in the background when I... Yeah, it's really effective. Riff. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I pay him for his efforts. He's definitely a part of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you like it and check it out, too, because I got to say, I took a break for about a month during the holidays, yeah. and I almost didn't want to come back because I went... And this happens around the holidays. I'll just get right into it. But you get deep, dark, and down, right? Absolutely. And, and then there was a part of me in my mind where I was like, this podcast is mostly comedy for sure, but it a lot of the feedback I get too is it is relaxing and it makes people feel good and that's kind of the premise, you know? Yeah. But I was like, how can I do that when I'm feeling so dark and deep down, whatever, and negative? Uh, and so I almost was like, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm just a negative guy. I hate everything. I, it, it would be a lie to do it. But then I kept getting so many messages throughout December and early January that were so kind and nice and supportive. So I brought it back and I was like, it helped me relearn what the importance of it was again. And you're right. What you said earlier, even for me, um, getting that silliness out of my system and feeling like I'm doing something for other people. Cause you know, cause I can't perform live right now. Yeah. It does cheer me up. I have a way better brain after doing it again. So. Well, that's awesome. I know what you mean though about, <laughs> getting caught kind of in that rut you know when you're kind of in it as it were it's hard to get out of that especially yeah especially in a in such a an innately like gray cold dreary season like this i didn't realize the degree by which i am affected by the weather and i've really noticed that this winter especially like when it's not sunny i'm just in it i'm just in a bad mood do you guys how how hardcore does your winter go in arkansas it's not, look, it's not Canadian winter, so I'm yeah, not going to... Yeah, because I'm in Toronto, right, just for your listeners, I'm in Toronto yeah. right now, and we've actually had it pretty decent, and decent January Toronto standards is like, it's been around zero to one degree Celsius, and not much snow, but it's a full-on snowstorm today, and Good uh, dark gray skies, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm complaining like I have a sick butler. It's nothing compared to that <laughs> by any means. But yeah, as I say that, and it's like sunny right now and like 45 degrees, which yeah. is, which, you know, we, we get down, granted, you know, admittedly with global warming, it's just our winters are not anywhere close to what they used to be even that long ago, really. Same with us, yeah. You know, which is to say that, you know, like we could get down to 20s and it's not ideal, but it's, it's obviously very habitable as opposed to. Mm-hmm. You know, I imagine some Canadian winters, I've seen those videos of people throwing water in the air in negative 30 degree weather and the water freezes immediately. Like that's 
uninhabitable. I can't imagine that. <laughs> yeah, like that is super rare for Toronto. Um, okay. But, but yeah, that's probably like Winnipeg or somewhere. Out, like for those listening, Winnipeg is kind of close to like Fargo. You know what I mean? Okay. Like that yeah. kind of area of the States. It's just a, a north of there. So if you think of how cold it is there. But yeah, we're, we're probably, we can get down to minus 10 and at worst minus 20. And I'm talking Celsius. You're talking Fahrenheit. Yeah, you're, so, you're talking probably the proper measurement, and I'm just doing the American measurement. Like you said, 45, so that's just over 7 degrees for us, okay. Celsius. That's not that bad. That's like, you don't have to wear a parka in 7 degrees, in 45. It's definitely a, in general and probably comparatively to like a petty complaint, it's very, it's fine. <laughs> it's more annoying than it is in any way, like inconvenient. Yeah. But, you know. But still, you're right. And yet I complain and acknowledge all these things. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just that, you know, you're, I have less than I'm able to do with all the pandemic going on and just not going out in public anytime I in any way have to and to have more time to think about it. But, you know, that seasonal affective disorder, as they say, really does affect me. And I had no idea it was like that. You know, yeah. I can get in these ruts because of clouds. And I just realized, man, I am I'm very fragile. I had no idea I was that fragile. Definitely. I think there's a reason why like black metal rules in like Norway and stuff. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. super dark <laughs> satanic metal. <laughs> like <laughs> in the Netherlands, just uh people burning down churches and stabbing their best friends. You know what I mean? It's really cold <laughs> over there. It's colder and darker than both of us could ever imagine i think and all their and all their like famous tv shows are just like disgusting grisly murder investigations <laughs> you know where, like, yeah yeah you know thinking about it from you're stuck in your house a lot and it's like weather daring you to go out so it can murder you i would probably have to listen to something that extreme to really feel something exactly so it makes a lot of sense probably doesn't do well for comedy i would imagine i wouldn't be like, you know what, let's be funny in all of this as we're freezing our asses off. Yeah, probably probably death metal. Yeah, yeah. I think comedy over there goes like this. I'm, I want to kill myself. And then everyone goes, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> indeed, <laughs> Lars, indeed. Yeah, I wonder if they do comedy with the death metal growl voice. Oh, I over hope there. so. Like, how's everybody doing tonight? <laughs> Dip your waitress. <laughs> yeah, I'm freezing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah in my ideal world that is the reality of it in my ideal world yeah that is the ideal world living in that this hell reality. with demons asking me how is everybody doing today <laughs> you know i just yeah i definitely want the the a thoughtful devil to just say tip your waitress and how are you all doing just I, idly doing crowd work that'd be nice yeah i'm not religious but do you think that i sometimes picture the devil having more of a unique kind of personality in that way than like an angel or like uh, Jesus or something. Don't you think that they're kind of like, uh, anyways, where am I going with that? <laughs> well, that's an interesting thing though. I right? just pictured the devil would be more like, how are you doing? More, and then like <laughs> Jesus would be like, you better be doing how I want you to. <laughs> <laughs> but the, Yeah. Well, thank you about that juxtaposition of the two. Like Jesus seems like it would be like, this is good go with that but then the devil was multifaceted yeah. in that there are so many different types of bad yeah like good is just good 
but there are a million forms of bad. So maybe yeah. the devil would be like multifaceted and like do everything from like, you know, killing people is bad, but also like maybe like mischievously breaking into somebody's house and turning their thermostat out five degrees. Maybe that's also what the devil will do. Kind of yeah. little benign things too. Yeah, I love the idea of the devil going, whoa, that's really bad. <laughs> like all You're like, you're fucked up, buddy. Yeah, ew. <laughs> I'm not the devil. I, I get this. That's my thing. But you, I mean, whoa. Yeah, in Norway and like Sweden and these places, they probably have like satanic rituals, like dark metal satanic rituals where the devil sees them for a second and is like, no, I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> Even the devil, I have my limits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shows up with like a Patagonia fleece on. Like it's freezing here. What the? How do you do this? It's like I know I'm fucked up, but we still have to treat the world right, right? I mean, a philanthropic devil. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for burning down the church, but that church had a real historical uh, significance to it. You're like, you gonna recycle that burnt cross, or I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that friend that you just stabbed you better use all every piece of him i don't know what this a is. devil on your shoulder like both telling you to do the worst thing possible but also <laughs> trying to advocate for like don't use single use plastic okay. items did we just invent woke devil the character i hope so <laughs> i hope so i really like the idea of this a lot i think it's very fun yeah me too <laughs> I mean, either way, uh, I'm probably going very appropriately or ironically. I'm not sure which going to hell probably for that. But I'm fine with that. Yeah. Are you religious? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, I'm not at all. Okay, okay. Yeah, we might all be. You never know. You never know. (laughs) Who is to say? I have no idea. Yeah, I'll see you in hell. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? At least then we can riff. That'll be fun. Yeah. While we're burning our asses off. I honestly always just picture hell as like, because I didn't really grow up religious or anything like that. I picture hell being like Homer Simpson having to eat all those donuts. (laughs) That's about it. I don't know if you remember that episode. I do. (laughs) I feel like, you know, honestly, that would be my form of hell to be forced to to eat a thing I love to the point I, I hate it. That is, yeah. Actually, you know, if I had to eat like too many things of macaroni and cheese and then I just hated macaroni and cheese, I feel like benign though it is, that's a... That's a form of hell. We have incredible Indian uh, restaurants in Toronto, like a great. Really? Yeah, just like oh my god, and it's one I of love my Indian favorites. food. Me too, and I wonder if I could be pushed to the brink in hell to never want it again. It's really hard because I definitely overstuffed myself with it already on this plane. <laughs> I that is interesting, you know, because I'm definitely somebody who, if I find something I like, like a sandwich or something, mm-hmm. I feel like I could I eat that for the foreseeable future like three times a week like i can really get into those rhythms of oh that's really good and then i eat it just a ton but you know obviously there's a kind of a ceiling as to which ones you can eat more and less because sometimes you just burn yourself out but indian food i think i could quite possibly i think i could eat that every day and be good me too me too and there's so much uh different dishes that you can try okay i want to get real personal with you first okay because we're talking on this in this uh, realm right now, like I'm trying to eat more healthier and a lot of it, like Mediterranean diet and sardines are supposed to be so good for you with omega threes and all those fatty acids. And yeah. stuff. I have eaten sardines a little bit lately, but naturally they are not enjoyable. I wonder if I will ever not feel this way about sardines and I will just like them. 
How are you with sar- sardines? Well, that's interesting because when I was a kid, my dad bought sardines kind of like as a bit. And it was like, here, try this. <laughs> just in a very like, again, like the type of thing a mischievous devil might do. And he just gave it to us. And I'm like, I'm not as much as I used to be, but I'm also a textures person. Yes. And man, it's all, it's not a good texture that's- food. That's At all. one of the main. Yeah, I just <laughs> had some for lunch. On a, like I, I just put pieces on like a piece of pumpernickel with butter. You know. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, I was trying to like jazz it up a bit, but there was all these like smushy, like you're saying texture. There was all these like smushed remnants in the corners of the tin. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not. I can't dig those out. <laughs> They're going in the garbage with the tin. Yeah, that's definitely. I, I yeah, I would definitely not um, be like, ooh, let me get the even grosser like remnants of that off of it and scrape it off like i mean the fact that i would consume a sardine by itself feels like enough of a win yeah and they've got these the tiny uh, spinal cords are still in the tin like some sort of predator's trophy room (laughs) 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 i'm like yeah i just like i can't eat the spine of this guy you know what i mean yeah that's a big mental hurdle for me (laughs) uh and like it's it's definitely like a kind of a food item that is daring me to eat it because I have to really like show my alpha maledom. I say this as a thing that's like been killed for me and yeah. is in a little tin can for me and presented to me for a relatively cheap price. Yeah. But, you know, I would sooner than eat one of those. I would sooner you do like the fish oil pills and that type of stuff as yeah. opposed to eating that. So I, I also am trying to eat healthy, too. Mm-hmm. And salmon for the omega-3 fatty acids that's good. Yes, and I love me. salmon. We actually and cooked I love salmon, salmon last night. What do you eat it with? Do you just put it like stuff on it, or do you eat stuff like well, side items? Well, now that items? we fully met each other, we'll just exchange Mediterranean diet recipes okay. if you want. Let's do what it. do I put on it? Just like lemon and like a little bit of herbs. I forget yeah. What herbs. Like, yeah, I don't know. I eat it with a lot of basmati rice. Yeah, definitely. We had basmati rice. We had uh, boiled, no, steamed carrots and uh, some roasted fingerling potatoes. Oh, that's nice. It was lovely, to be honest. It sounds yeah. really good. But if the devil fed it to me 24-7, then we'll talk. <laughs> God, man, what a wily figure that devil is. Yeah. Eat your <laughs> omega-3s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely the type, too, where there are so many different types of awful things for me that I will gladly eat. But once I, when it comes to like, something healthy... Once I kind of glom onto a meal that really tastes good to me, that is healthy, I just repeat that meal a lot as opposed to kind of opening up the cookbook and trying 85 different things. I know. I'm a, I'm a fool. Like I buy a whole, you know, I buy a whole expensive cookbook, $30, $40 cookbook on Amazon on a whim because I'm yeah. like, now I'm this guy. Yeah. And then same, I kind of glean a few ideas and... uh it's just a giant book in the corner again. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. I'm trying to be... That's another thing I'm trying to be good at. Not just healthy eating, but using every page of the damn book. I don't know. I guess I'm just my wor- own worst enemy. And I know that there are... It is like easier than ever to eat like shit. You know? And it's like so oh, difficult. Yeah. It seems like... And I say that, you know, as like vegetarianism and veganism have been thankfully like catered to at so many different places. So that is easy. Mm-hmm. But like I think about how... You know, back in like the Middle Ages, the sign of wealth was people being was that a cat heavy? Yeah, that was. Holy she crap. just ran by. <laughs> she just ran by and made a sound, 
as soon as her face was right in front of the microphone. Yeah, it was pretty pronounced. Pretty perfect. I know I really feel bad cutting you off. Oh, you're uh, good. But we needed to address it. It was pretty... I didn't want your listeners to think that was me. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> like, oh, my stomach. Sorry, <laughs> these sardines. Yeah, you're talking about all the healthy options of food, and I'm like... <laughs> yeah. Oh, meow. No, yeah, we had to address the, the, the literal cat in the room. So that's fair. <laughs> but uh, I, all I was saying was that yeah. it just the, it's funny that, you know, back in the Middle Ages, it was the sign of wealth was being heavy, overweight even. And yes. now the sign of wealth is to be thin and live healthily. Yeah. And that's wild to me. Yeah, like kings would have gout and be like, look, <laughs> behold my gout, uh, plebe. <laughs> uh, and we would pray at the swollen foot. So, yeah. The idea they're like, oh, gout, like, like, why are you, why are you limping? I have gout. Like, oh, so you're wealthy. I am, I am, but a mere serf, and here you are with your palatial estate, yeah, and your gouty foot. <laughs> a part of me, sire. I am just a mere serf with perfect abs. <laughs> <laughs> I am but a mere serf with a goutless situation. <laughs> yeah, with a regular BM. Um, I, I want to say too. During this dark period I opened by talking about in December, etc. Yeah. I was drinking tons of whiskey, beer, and like ordering in a lot. And it really sucks the older you get, the more you realize how that's all connected. Like, oh, I hate it. Once you're so like, much. get cardio 30 minutes a day, cut out the processed breads and all that weird shit, and yeah. uh, cook a little bit more, add some seeds to your meals. It's like such a difference, you know? <laughs> it, yeah, it's both enlightening and, and annoying how malleable I am, but also like how easily I can manipulate myself. Yeah. Because it's just like, oh, yeah, I just need to like drink a lot of water and do some kind of aerobic exercise 30 minutes a day and not eat like a fucking pig. And, oh, I can like actually feel pretty good. You know, and yet I feel like I can do that for three days and then I derail and then I go back to it. It's just like Groundhog's Day. It's a total break the seal situation. Yeah, leaving Las Vegas like two months <laughs> later, you're like, where am I? And uh, <laughs> you're just like heavy. I don't know. Yeah, it's a cycle. It's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, man, life. Life is complicated. <laughs> That's my pronounced, profound reality. It, it drives me nuts. I would love to wring life's neck. You know? That would be nice. I would, I would to, like to murder life. Yeah, I'd love to even just shake life by the collar and be like, <laughs> who do you think you're talking to? You know what I mean? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Comma, life, exclamation point. Yeah, I'll blow your brains out. <laughs> <laughs> life, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I uh, okay. Let's 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 keep on the theme of life is hard. What do you think about okay. this? Can you relate? To, we we're relating on a lot. This is really easy let's and do nice. It. Good. Um, do you learn stuff from a book or an article and then turn that into shame for not knowing that earlier and realizing how much more you still have to learn for the rest of your life? Does that ever happen to you? Okay, that's a great question, and I'm really <laughs> I'm, I'm genu I'm so fascinated by that. I. So this, I actually wrote this down, by the way, this is related, but on the last episode of your podcast, you described yourself as a very interested person and my brain is a mess. And mm -hmm. boy, did I relate to that. Right. Did I say my brain is a mess? Uh, you called yourself a very interested person 
and my brain is a mess. Yeah, totally. and mm-hmm. I've never and I related so hard to that. So to answer your question, yes, I consider myself a very curious person. So I read all these things, and my perception of that is when I learn a new thing, and then it makes me realize how little I know. Kind of recontextualizes whatever info I have, but also makes me realize how much more I have to learn. I find that exciting. And the reason is because like, A, it opens yourself up to all these new forms of information, possibilities, all these things. But also I know I'll never know everything. So that's a great relief to me. Yeah, that's great. What about you? I'm learning finally. I'm 42, okay? I'm 37. I think, okay, I think at 42, I'm finally learning to reconcile a little bit with my place in the world. Okay. And in that in that also means in regards to the amount of knowledge I can muster. Because <laughs> I think a lot of my anxiety actually comes from, you know, I, I was a party animal as a kid. I dropped out of university. So I, it has this, I have this deep seated anxiety about like wanting to know all knowledge and not being, um, you know, shut behind the doors. Like, you know, I wish yeah. I could be, in decision-making room doors. Like I hate just being a plebe in the middle of nowhere freezing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of getting okay with the terms of like, do what you can and just live in the moment type of stuff. But it's like, I saw like Larry King just died and everybody was talking about how interested and curious he was. And he even mentioned that. And that's why he loved his job so much. And you watch these interviews that people were posting when he died. And I was like, I have the same thing as him, I think, but I don't celebrate it. I like almost like suffer from it. It's so weird. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's because I, I, I give myself shame for not already knowing everything. It's this weird neurosis. I don't know where it comes from. But I know what you mean. Like I, yeah. I used to be really hard on myself about stuff like that too. Yeah. You know, thinking about what I didn't know as opposed to what I did know. And I don't know what it was that changed, but... The way I think about it in my head is there are like entire civilizations we'll never know about, you know, we'll never have the totality of of what history is or information is or anything. And whereas that used to really bother me, almost give me anxiety. I think now I think like, oh, I'll never know everything. So, you know, however my curiosity will fuel me, fuel me, I'll know enough, you know. And, And I think part of that is just like coming to grips with both the good things that I think about myself and the bad things. And realizing, like, you know, don't rest on your laurels. Try to get better at the things you're bad at. But also, at a certain point, it's just like that clay has been set to fire. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah. I also think, like, recently, you know, like, the Trump presidency and the rise of the far right also Mm. happening here in Canada and the pandemic and stuff, it it made people panic and scatter for knowledge. Yeah. Like the good time, like the sort of like ignorance is bliss moment was over. And then you're like, wait, what's Plato's Republic about again? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. You're just like, let me start from scratch and understand how we got here. <laughs> let me start day one. <laughs> That's kind of like what yeah. I did almost. Like, I literally was like, let me take the steps to get to this convoluted system, which is, of course, almost impossible because everything's interpreted a million ways and it's thousands of years of like evolution but you're like how the hell did we get here like it's just this weird panic mode too when the world is not making sense to you all of a sudden well yeah and it makes sense to me though too in that you're trying to find the information to get a a grip on 
contextualizing, understanding what is this? How did we get here? But also, I feel like that's a form of trying to gain control in a situation like this pandemic. Totally. Where our sense of control and our illusion of control is just shot, you know, and we're looking to grapple onto some control over something as much as we can. Yes, that's 100% what it is. And I've thought that before and also forgot about that before. <laughs> but especially for a person like me, yeah, 100%. Like my brain is mush, you know, like yeah. we were talking about briefly before this, that hmm. I feel like I have good days and bad days mentally with regard to like recall and everything, but just some days I have it and I feel like every word I'm trying to say comes out exactly how I intended to. And then some days I'm just struggling to say basic words. I, it's yeah, it's a real pain in the ass. Well, sometimes, some days I'll just Google image search like real bastards. And then they'll show <laughs> you this grizzled man with a hardened leather face, a disgusting wet beard, like a sea captain's hat, like a pipe and uh, like a bottle of whiskey. And, and you're like, it would kind of be great to just be that guy you know like yeah the world sort of is like happening behind you and you're just kind of like you know just being a sh little shit or something <laughs> yeah take me for at least a day to a world where both my only love and my only problem is the sea yeah i will take that <laughs> yeah like we yeah i think that's actually weirdly true for a lot of people especially in like this sort of like transition to this modern era and like us being so cushy, having these cushy lives and all of our survival and like and, and fight or flight stuff is happening like in our brains, not physically. Yeah. Like it kind of is like we kind of do need to go out to sea and drown and get killed in <laughs> wars and stuff like <laughs> to come back and like really enjoy a nice pie, you know? I think about how like um, our generation, you know, we, every, every generation has their problems, obviously, but each generation has it easier than the last. Yeah. And that's, again, your problems are still your problems. So it's not like that completely extricates yourself from that reality. But sometimes, you know, hardship is good. Yeah. And, and you got to have the bad movies to, to appreciate the good movies. It's true. You're always, you always come out so much wiser after the hardest funk. Yeah. Um, it's pretty bizarre. But it is, I also have two little daughters too. So I can't just walk up to them and be like, I'm going to the sea. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hunt for treasure. Be back in three years. Yeah. Sometimes I say that to my therapist. Like, I regret not just going to the sea earlier, you know? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> like, and she's just like the sea is your mom <laughs> <laughs> and you're like and uh yeah i do feel like that sometimes i'm like that too with therapy yeah. where i want to say that equivalent to like sometimes i want to go to the sea and then there's 0.7 seconds of silence yeah and i'm like or is that a bad thing yeah tell, tell me mom slash therapist yeah i call my therapist mom all the time <laughs> <laughs> have you been doing like telehealth things in therapy like over the internet because i've been doing that so, to some degree uh i had a therapist that i talked to pretty regularly for two years then i was yeah. feeling good and i kind of saved some money and didn't during the pandemic i've talked to her a few times over a zoom a special zoom meeting yeah yeah and uh, that's actually yeah it's it's good I haven't done it regularly through all this, mm -hmm. but I'm, I've been kind of doing it like that to where when I feel really just everything building up and I need a kind of a tune up. Yeah. That's what I do. And I feel a lot better after I do it. Yeah. Same. It's like no offense to the uh, 
to therapists out there, but it really is like unloading a heap of junk from your trunk. <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a bit of a mental poo in that regard. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad, but uh, well, I always start my therapy sessions by being like, "Here, take this shit." <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna dump this off. Uh, I guess you're the flucking flushing mechanism for me, and flucking. Not really. The flucking mechanism for me. Yeah. <laughs> you have a heart out, so I want to respect that. Yeah. First of all, this is great. I really love this. Yeah, this is a good chat. You're a really smart, funny guy. I, d- I had no idea. I didn't really know who you are. I apologize. So. First of all, thank you. But uh, also, like, it's me, a veritable stranger, asking a person to both talk to me, a stranger, and then also do it while it's recorded to be heard by other strangers. Yeah. So I don't blame anybody for their. For A, not doing it, or B, their deep hesitation towards doing it. I completely get it. Yeah, no, I, I'm uh, I 100% appreciative that you've checked out my stuff. It means a lot to me. Uh, it's really nice. Also, um, when you fr- sent me the first message on Instagram, I forgot yeah. where... I knew someone sent me a message, <laughs> Yeah, but I forgot which app, and so it kind of got buried on Instagram, so I apologize for missing it the oh, uh, no, first I, time there. I get it. Yeah, so thanks for following up. But thank you for doing it. Excuse me. What all do you want to point people toward before we wrap it up? Check out Happy Good. It's a half hour, just me chatting. It's supposed to be like a guided meditation, but it really isn't. It's just like silly, relaxing uh, stream of consciousness nonsense over some nice music like we mentioned uh, by my friend Drew Smith here in Toronto. And uh, on Twitter, I'm at ChrisLockWorld. And uh, every now and then I go on there and say really dumb stuff. <laughs> and my stand-up is comedy is out there. It's on SiriusXM Radio. Uh, you can check it out on Spotify. And I have a bonus hour-long performance that's only up on my Patreon right now. Patreon.com slash Happy Good World. And it's a really bizarre, surreal, ding-dong show. And I, I really <laughs> love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and there's also, just came out in September. Oh, yeah. In Nature by... Chris and Sean or Tony and Keith. Yeah, and if you go on our band camp, there's a few other little mini tracks from different eras. We're really in our groove right now. There's a Halloween horror one that uh, there's three tracks that are really fun. And there's a new one from uh, the holidays. So yeah, uh, Sean Cullen and I collaborate a lot now as Tony and Keith, these really silly, absurd nonsense. Kind it's of really stuff. funny. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, it's like our favorite thing. Like that's be in Sean's therapy during all this too like just riffing and being like silly and getting all the craziness out there <laughs> and there's so much stuff we haven't put up on the band camp either you oh know? really that's just like dark and you know you just that's so fun. dump it all out like we were saying <laughs> that's so fun thank you again for doing this I love this yeah thanks uh, it was my pleasure yeah. lots of fun yes thank you all for listening take care please wear a mask stay safe Lead with empathy and be kind to everyone else, but also yourself. Thank you. Bye.